welcome to In My Shoes, a podcast for women of color about the issues we face each and every day. I am your host, Karen Davis-Thompson, and today, as promised, is a solo episode. So I have been giving a lot of thought to whether or not I was really going to do this and decided that um, I started this to be transparent. And I needed to continue in that vein. So if you follow my blog, which you can find at www.inmyshoestoday.com, I started um, talking about my baby girl. And so I won't go into a lot of detail just for those of you who maybe have not had a chance to uh, catch up and listen to the first few episodes of this podcast or the blog. My daughter is a special needs child. She's 18 and she has multiple diagnoses, one of which is a mental illness. She has bipolar disorder. And um, I knew that by the time she turned 18, we'd really have a problem with her wanting to follow rules. Once she really understood what it meant to be 18, that she would really start to um, question authority, uh, rebel. Uh, We saw a lot of that in her teens, and I knew that it was only probably going to escalate. I did hope, however, that it would take her a little longer before she put it all together, but she very quickly learned what it meant to be 18, uh, that she had the right to make her own decisions. Uh, We looked into guardianship for her, and it's not as easy as maybe I thought it was going to be. I started looking into it before her 18th birthday, spoke to a lawyer who was wonderful about sharing information with me, and uh, from what I understand, the way it works, once you apply, she is assigned... um, counsel or somebody who is to represent her. And so they're looking to see what her capacity is, her ability to understand those types of things. And my daughter, you know, one of the um, biggest, I guess, misconceptions about people who are on the autism spectrum, which she also has that diagnosis, or who may have a mental illness, is that they aren't um, smart or with it. Uh, And that is not the case with her at all. My daughter is extremely sharp. Her issues are more social and emotional. And so trying to say that she's unable to make decisions would be very difficult. They may not be the best decisions, but she is able to to make decisions. And so she is legally an adult, able to make all of those decisions on her own. Um, We did try finding a group home for her. We did find one where she could have more uh, independence, but still be where people could help her. Um, she had to sign out where it, when she wanted to leave, be back at a certain time. If she was going to spend the night out, there was a procedure for that. She did not want to follow any rules. She lasted maybe a month, if that, there before she left with this boyfriend that she has um, who talked her into leaving. He takes her somewhere. We think it's kind of like a drop house. I don't know if this is a thing in other states, but I know here in Florida, people actually make a living, for lack of a better word, their goal in life is to manipulate people like my daughter who are receiving disability benefits out of their money. Here in the state of Florida, if a person is declared unable to manage their finances, which we were at least able to get that uh, declaration made, uh, the money is then given to someone to handle in their stead. And I am that person for her. So I pay whatever bill she has. When she was at the group home, I made sure her rent was paid. There was a food bill. It was my job to make sure that was taken care of. So I was responsible for those things. And if she were able to communicate better, what they try to do is to get the person to say, okay, you know, your mama is not giving you the money, like you need your money. And so they get them all riled up and you get them to go and say, well, I don't want her to help me anymore. I want uh, X to do it. And then they proceed to keep the money. Um, because when you're a family member or a close friend, 
um, the understanding or the hope is that you are doing right by this person with the money. And so they may not watch you like a hawk every moment. And so it may take a few months before they realize that this person has been taken advantage of. And we're talking about, you know, they're eligible for a few hundred dollars. We're not talking about thousands of bucks, but there are people who make a living out of that. And we are certain that that's what this boyfriend and his crew are up to. Um, and so I think the only reason they're still really dealing with her is because they're hoping to be able to get access to her money. So she left the group home and uh, fast forward, she was out a week, wasn't what she thought it was going to be. She reached out to us. The caseworker that has been helping us has been amazing. And she was able to get them to agree to hold her space at the group home for like a week if we could get her back. And we were able to do that. She was there maybe two or three weeks, and once again, she wanted to stay out all night, didn't want to have any responsibility to follow the rules as it relates to that, and she left with him again. So this was several weeks ago. Fast forward, you now have COVID-19. You have a child who hygiene was a big uh, issue we always had with her, um, different textures she didn't like. So washing her hands was always difficult because she may not have liked the texture of the soap. Um, I did learn later on that she seemed to like the foam, so I tried to always have that. But if you're at a restaurant, the soap in the in the bathroom is what it is. I can't, you know, it may not always be foam soap. So trying to get her to adapt to that was very difficult. Um, brushing her teeth has always been a problem. Something about it she just doesn't like. I used to think it was the toothbrush itself. I think it's something about brushing and maybe some of the toothpaste comes out of the side of her mouth. It, You know, she couldn't brush for trying to wipe that away every time uh, some of it would drip to the side. And so... When you already have somebody who struggles with hygiene and now you have something like COVID-19 where washing your hands is such an important part of it, um, it, it worries me. We've tried different ways to help her. We did vocational rehab. She had gotten a great job with Publix and lost that maybe about uh, two weeks after she left the group home for the second time. Um just not going to work, not calling in, no call, no show, until eventually they let her go. So that was no longer an avenue for her to have some independence and a little extra money. Um, and we think that even when she was getting paid, he had a funny way of making sure he was around every Thursday for payday. And she's the kind that if she's got $50, she's spending $50. If she has five, she's spending five. If she has 500, the amount doesn't matter. She doesn't really understand the concept of money. And so um, I hear from her periodically. She, um, I can't tell you the number of cell phones I've purchased in a year. If It's probably been seven or eight phones that we've either purchased, somebody gave us because they were getting rid of their phone. Um, it, it's, it's been ridiculous. So they last maybe six weeks. Um, somehow she was able to get our local credit union where I opened an account for both of my children when they were little. She talked them into giving her one of those starter credit cards. And during one of the spaces where she lost her phone, she purchased through there, you know, all of the cell phone companies have where you can get the phone and you pay monthly. She bought one that way and within a month had lost the phone. Um, and so then she, um, you know, this was during the time when she left the group home and we were able to get her back. So I get her another phone, that phone, that was probably less than four or five weeks ago. Um, the last time I saw the phone, we saw her a few weeks ago. She did agree to, uh, come up to, um, allow us to help her out. We got her something to eat. 
Uh, we got our clothes changed. Uh, she was filthy. We did all of that. And we were talking to her at that time. The um, social worker had found another placement for her. She was not interested in doing that. Um, and so we saw her briefly. And um, even then the phone was cracked, messed up. Then now somehow the SIM card is missing. So now she can only use it in Wi-Fi. Uh, and so um, this has been what I've had to kind of try and endure along with everything else that's going on with COVID-19 um, with a, a daughter with a mental illness. And I know I'm not alone. And so I wanted to tell my story a little bit because I'm hoping that somebody else who's dealing with it knows that they aren't the only ones who are going through it. Um, I do, like I said, hear from her periodically. And one of the hardest decisions I've had to make is to let her know that while I am here to help her, we have gotten hotel rooms for her before. While we tried to work out something for housing, uh, we had the group home. The caseworker found another living facility for someone with a disability. What I can't allow is for her to come here. At this point, I don't know what she's been exposed to. She does not want to follow rules. I can't tell y'all the number of times she has pure clean cussed me out in the last couple of months because obviously when her disability check comes, she wants to just be able to blow the money which I cannot allow her to do. Legally, I am to pay her bills, make sure that all of that is done before she has any money to just burn. Uh, and so the number of times she has, I mean, real life cuss words, cussed me out in the last couple of months. Um, and so her willingness to, to do what you're asking her to do, that has not gotten any better. She wants what she wants, when she wants it, how she wants it, and she just wants you to pay for it. So I have to look out for my own health, the health of my husband, my son who grew up as an asthmatic. Um, and so having her here in my home isn't the best move for any of us. But making sure she's safe, I am 100% committed to. But because we won't do what she wants us to do, she completely uh, refuses to cooperate. So when I saw her a few weeks ago, for example, we had the hotel all ready to go. She had agreed to go look at the facility that her caseworker had found. We thought maybe this would be better. It's more like um, foster care for adults, for lack of a better way to describe it. It's an older lady who opens up her home to people with disabilities. We were going to go look at the place. Um, and she refused to go to the hotel. She wanted us to take her back to the library where we picked her up. Um, the next day, we were supposed to go look at the facility. One minute, she was fine with that. The next minute, she's accusing me of trying to trick her. So I think there's some paranoia going on along with that. Um, and so it's been hard. Um, I would be lying to you if I said it wasn't difficult. I hope that me sharing this allows somebody else to know that it's okay to feel sad, but to also stand in what you know you need to do for your own health. And I've had people tell me, you know, I don't know how you can do that. That's your daughter. Um, and the only reason why I'm, I'm really harping on it today is because I just want to make sure that for somebody listening to this, who's in my situation and you want to help your child and you feel that guilt because other people are laying on you what you ought to do. I just want to give you the permission to release that today because, you know, that goes back to the reason why I call this in my shoes, because until you have walked this until you've had a child, she has um, destroyed our property. We had to keep our refrigerator locked because she was hoarding food, carrying it upstairs, leaving it all over the house. She has stolen from me. She has stolen from her brother. We had to put locks on doors. 
we have had to have the police call to our home. I have had to have that girl Baker acted. So until you have lived this life, you don't know what it's like. And so I don't want anybody listening today who may be going through that and you want to help that child, you want to help that relative, but you know that having it in your, in your home isn't going to be healthy for you or for them, release yourself from that guilt and do what you need to do to help them, but to also be okay in your own space. Um, just keep praying for my girl and for all of us who are in this struggle. It is an ultimate battle for their mind. And, um, you know, she's losing that battle right now. And that makes me sad, trying not to tear up while I'm telling this story. Um, but it does make me sad to know that she's struggling right now and won't take the help that's being offered to her. Hopefully, like I said, this has been a blessing to someone. If you want to reach out to me, feel free to email me at kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. Again, that is kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. That is all the time we have for today. Next week, You'll be listening to more of my tribe. Y'all will be back together again virtually, but we'll still be talking about the topics that uh, affect women of color each and every day. And so I'm excited about that. Until next time, be blessed.